This is exactly right. I'm Barbara Gray, and bath bombs are a luxurious way to get a yeast infection. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and when do I tell my yoga teacher that I know she doesn't know my name? This is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy, and of course, Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out. Hi everybody, welcome to the show. It's just me and Tess uh, as a, the three ladies for a minute here. Brandy had something she had to go run and take care of Tater Tot, mm-hmm. who she, her rescue dog. So Brandy's fostering an yeah. adorable rescue dog right now. Yeah, so um, we, that's we don't blame Tater Tot, we blame the system. Absolutely. Never <laughs> blame the tot, blame the system. Uh, but yeah, we are very excited about our guests today. Uh, you've seen her on Conan and At Midnight. Dulce Sloan. Hello. Hi. Hello. You said Conan. Uh, how do you say it? Conan. Conan. <laughs> <laughs> you said it like Conan the Barbarian. That's like how I've always said it, I think, because of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Valid. That's you know? okay. What's meeting Conan like? Was it like, was he a shining, like... He's 75 feet tall. Yeah, he's huge, yeah. right? So, like, when he hugged me, he was bent completely over. <laughs> he's so tall. Like, I think his waistband hit, like, the middle of my chest. And oh I'm my five God. Four. He's so tall. But he's really sweet because uh, he doesn't watch any of the comic sets before they perform on the show. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. So he so wants to fresh. be, like, entertaining. So, yeah. So he wants, like, that's the two seconds. Um... Like, that's that time he actually gets to be, like, an audience member. And he is just really nice. And he said some really nice things after. Oh, that's up, so cool. So it was really great. Did you watch that show growing up at all? Was that, like, a... You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people are obsessed with Conan. And, and it was I was obsessed with Letterman. So when I oh, found out that yeah. Letterman retired, I was legit, like... Fuck, I didn't get to do it. Never ha- yeah. I was so mad and so disappointed. And I was like, you motherfucker, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just starting to get shit. Why are you retiring? I was <sighs> that so, sucks. I was legitimately upset. Like all those comics, like after Carson retired, you're like, son of a... The f- Damn it! Like that's how I kind of felt. So There are those ones. I remember I was always like comedy death ray in my head was always the show I wanted to do in L.A., mm-hmm. you know? And like I was like, someday I'll do that. And then it, yeah, it disappeared before I could... You know, ever get on it? I just feel like it's like, all right, I wasn't supposed to do it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, what are you gonna do? You can't like cry over it, but it does. There is those like little things that you want in this career that you're like, oh, that would be a symbol to me. mm -hmm. Because my friend, one of my friends, whenever I get anything, he always calls me to tell me, uh, "Fuck you, Dulce," and that (laughs) is uh, Rob Hayes. Rob Hayes. That is Rob Hayes. And uh, we came up in Atlanta together. Now he lives in New York. Uh, Fuck Rob Hayes. And. (laughs) Uh, anytime I get anything, he calls to say "fuck you" and then congratulations. Right. But since he's a comic, of course, he starts with the "fuck you." Yeah, first. yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I got Conan, he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, y'all say," and I was like, "Thanks, Robert." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, this wasn't like a goal that you had." And I was like, "I don't know. It was. Uh, I got. I get stuff." Yeah. And I ne- like. I don't like a goal that I had was doing the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival, and I got to do that last summer. Um. But that was just the major thing, which is that comedy festival and everything was like, yay, anything else that happens. Right, right. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm kind of like, all right, I get what I'm supposed to get and that's about it. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, as soon as I get anything, it's kind of like tragic because like anything I want, as soon as I get it, it becomes meaningless to me. Like I'll enjoy it maybe for a second and then I'm like, whatever, been there. Okay, next. Well, I'm always in the habit of like, Oh, I'm glad that I got this. This was great. And then I just kind of like think about the next thing. Yeah. I think and we all I, do that. And yeah. I th- but my thing is kind of like, oh, I don't want to like gloat in this and like that. And one of my friends was like, no, dumb, dumb. You have to stop. You have to look up and you have to go, oh, this is amazing. Like you have to pick your head up once in a while and go, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then move on. Like you can't be. He's like, because I met with some producer one time. He, had got, he said he got new faces in like 92. He was a producer that I had, like, you know, uh, you go to general meetings, and he was just like, sometimes, like, being humble will be at your detriment. 
because you have to be able to go i'm humble but i'm also fucking amazing <laughs> yeah he said so you have to be able to like not be an asshole but toot your own horn at the same time that's hard to do i find Especially that probably as all women, the time. i think we're so so programmed to kind of like make sure everyone's comfortable so like am right. i making you uncomfortable if i'm talking about this thing or i'm not programmed like that what's that i'm black it's a totally different situation really? so you're not programmed to you mean to make other people comfortable no yeah southern I definitely makes am. you do that right 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 but uh but southern at the same time is like you can still be a little gloaty like we've all seen steel magnolias it's like yeah i accomplished this through the grace of the lord <laughs> and fuck you and, but you can still be gloaty about it it's not it's not a thing where it's like you have to make sure like you can still talk about you know things that you've gotten and it's not super important to make sure everyone around you is comfortable I mean, like, you have to take care of everybody because, you know, you're Southern and you're yeah. black. But you can take you. I've always been in the mindset where it's just like, no, nah, girl, you got that. Tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everyone programmed now to like, oh, my haters, my haters. And I just want to go to people. You don't have any fucking haters. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. What you're, you're lucky doing. if you have haters. Yeah, that means you're huge yeah. if you have haters. Yeah. No, Popular it doesn't. Listen, fuck. I don't ever like somebody said that to me. It's like, girl, you're haters. I was like. I don't ever think about haters. I think about fans. Right. Right. If you're supportive of me, you're the only people I'm ever going to think about. Right. If you don't. So you like, don't like read mean comments. I'm like, so I'm so bad. I don't read mean shit. comments. We're Brandy's, Brandy's back. back. Hey, hey, it's fine. Someone yelled at my boyfriend. It's fine. There <laughs> we go. Uh, um, here's the thing. If you're playing video games, turn on your fucking ring. Oh, love yeah. you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, I read. Yeah. I mean, I read comments. But there's no... But it doesn't affect you. You're just like, whatever. I mean, because it's like, I always look at mean comics like, you took a moment out of your life to type this incorrect. That is sad. Yeah. Does it truly not get to you, though? Like, really, you have the ability to, like... It's, it depends on what it is. Yeah. Because, like, people will take a moment now. Like, recently, like, I did Comedy Knockout. Mm-hmm. Done Comedy Knockout a bunch of times. One of the episodes aired. And this lady called this woman said she's like i just saw you on comedy cockout so she forgot the end <laughs> she said, comedy, comedy cockout cock sounds like a way more fun show <laughs> a lot of comics commented that <laughs> and she goes you're a racist bitch cunt but Jesus. she used the wrong your <laughs> <laughs> so in my response uh-huh. i went you know asterisk the correct your uh-huh. right. and i was like i'm not a su- i'm not surprised that an ignorant cow such as yourself doesn't know how to use proper grammar oh yeah and then her response was autocorrect isn't always correct lol and i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> we're not bonding over autocorrect right, right. Yeah. Yeah. there's no lol in this yeah no. yeah saint or like this what other- did you mean by racist cunt did you mean to say nice hilarious comic is that right. the autocorrect, autocorrect on your phone <laughs> And then this other guy yeah. took a moment to say something. He's like, all the comment was, first of all, he put a comment on my fan page. Mm-hmm. Then he sent me a message to my fan page to tell me how stupid my name was. <laughs> Jesus. Not even like about your material. No. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, just another black girl with any stupid names. I got an apostrophe. And I was Jesus. like, okay, first of all, you don't know how Spanish works. It's mm-hmm. an accent, Mark, you uncultured bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I said. And then I, um, of course, reposted it to my regular page. Mm-hmm. And then my friends went to his page, saw that he worked, said he worked, he was a weight trainer for the New York Giants. Mm. So they started tweeting the New York Giants, tweeting ESPN. One of my friends said she emailed the New York Giants organization mm-hmm. to tell them about this person. And he had been, like, sending other just kind of racist messages to other black women. Oh, fuck. So after an hour of my friends just coming for him, he made his tweets private. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of, like, started changing the security settings on his Facebook page. Because it was just all of my friends going, oh, okay. And then just coming for his ass. Yep. So <laughs> I don't really care. Like, so when anything like that happens, I'll just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get in there then. You oh, fucking get it in depend- there. It depends. Because, like, like, I put up the thing about, like, Netflix turning dear white people into a show. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting comments off of that. And one dude was like, why don't you just admit that you hate white people? My response was like, every check I've ever received is from a white person. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I'm not here for any of this. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Or the thing that has been upsetting me the most lately is the I'm one of the good one white people responses. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'm so done with those. Yeah. What's the like, point? Why even respond? Yeah, like, what's why, the point? Why, why do you think it's important for you to comment that? Yeah. Because they want you to know. Like, my brother posted something that I shared about him being afraid to leave the house. Yeah, that was the whole thing. He's like, I'm in my fucking thirties. I'm a grown man. I'm afraid to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And he was just generally just fuck white people. I'm not here for this shit. Yeah, whatever. This is the system that we're in. And then he posted the other thing about this family got awarded like one point two million dollars because a cop shot their dog. Yeah, but mm-hmm. people keep getting on. And there's videos of but Philando Castile's like so. It's like yeah. you can't. And he was just like, oh. So this is how important I'm literally less than a dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. They're getting man- money for this dog. My life dog, is less important. My, li- than my this. life is less important than a dog. Which, yeah. if you've met white people, of course your life is less important than a dog. White people love dogs. So <laughs> he posted that, and accurate. then this guy. I mean, very accurate. Yeah, very. <laughs> like if there was ever a cancer taken out, dogs it could cure it immediately. Oh, yeah. People, yeah. people have died of cancer forever. Yeah. Dog cancer cured in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Awards given out. And there is dog cancer. There's never been a cure for it. Going. <laughs> <laughs> There's cat cancer too. As I lost a cat to that, believe me, mm-hmm. they working on it. So, <laughs> way harder than Susan G. Coleman. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> so he posted that, and then some white dude was just like, "Well, why does it have to be fuck white? Why can't we all just be human beings?" And I'm like, "Oh my yeah. god, we're not human. We're not all human beings. We're not all together. Yeah, we're not all human beings. We're mm-hmm. not. And it's only." The I'm one of the good ones, white people that go, well, can't we? No, we can't all get along. We can't. We fucking cannot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is systematic. Mm -hmm. I'm so done. I'm going to stop. Listen, I had to talk to one of my friends and like we might have to stop sleeping with white dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Is it coming to to that? It might have to come to that because I'm so angry. Yeah. I mean, if I was single right now, like the amount of like discerning i would have to do before fucking a guy just in general like before knowing that's that the w- only way changes gonna be made is if the bad ones stop getting fucked yeah no that's the only thing that will you change know? anything no, we have to live you frustrated me so bad really <laughs> if i was sick so you just like up oh, just girl it was a lot for me um <laughs> no not fucking them's not gonna help that's not the little shot that's not gonna help the only way you change shit is to fuck up white men's money. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's always been the way. That's so how will you fuck up their money by not fucking them? No, that's a personal choice. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> that's just I can't do. Yeah, I can't. I can't be a part of this. No, I can't be a part of this. Um, <laughs> but white men want money to fuck women. That's why men want, want men money. Just white men just want money. Like the only reason that desegregation really happened was because of the bus boycotts. Mm-hmm. Because the people that ran the city had to be shown that black people are contributing financially to the city. Yeah. The sit-ins worked because they were blocking the money that restaurants were making. All of these things worked because they were fucking up people's money. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, listen. They been, that bus boycott didn't last months. It lasted over a year, almost two yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So they lost fucking millions in the 60s mm-hmm. so that's when they were like fuck it i don't care what you just get them on the fucking bus i don't just get them on the fucking bus again i gotta buy a boat whatever yeah that's <laughs> the <laughs> only way the shit will work that's the yeah. only way well, the and, work. i mean there is there has been evidence of already like the boycotting that's been going on recently that that is they're saying that that makes more difference than virtually anything else that we're doing of course Mm -hmm. yeah because people of color and women have emotional responses to shit Mm -hmm. and if you're going to affect affect a government system you have to affect commerce Mm -hmm. that's why communism could always be taken down because you could show people, hey, you went to school to eight years to be a doctor. This fucker's a mechanic. Do you really think that y'all should make the same amount of money? Mm-hmm. And any logical person is going to go, fuck no. That's why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But that's why communism in Cuba lasted so long because of the embargo. Yeah. Because you can go, oh, you can't eat because of the embargo. 
mm-hmm. you can't have this is because of the embargo. Well, I'm terrorizing y'all and enforcing all these fucking rules because you could always look to the United States and go because of the embargo. We didn't put an embargo on Russia. The shit fell. We didn't put on, we didn't put an embargo on China. The shit fell. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, how is communism still happening in Cuba? Us. Mm-hmm. We're the fucking reason. We're the reason for a lot of shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's the only way to change. I don't. But I don't know how you fix a situation yeah. like this. It's so how do you stop, start, I mean, stop yeah. paying judges. Stop paying lawyers. I but don't then know. we need certain judges we need and certain lawyers we need. I mean, there's judges and lawyers out there doing very important work. Right. Like, well, yeah, that is. A, yeah, it's obviously it is all financial, but it is. You're like, OK, where do we start? Yeah. And then you got to get everybody in one place to do it, which yeah. is the right. Yeah. So yeah. it's with this particular thing. It's that. You could there's nothing. Tangible to fight. Right. Yeah. Because you have to file. Like Brown versus the Board of Education was mm-hmm. to fight school desegregation. You could prove that Sacramento Eagle didn't work. How do you prove? Because they've done lawsuits, lawsuits against stop and frisk, and a lot of places have yeah. stopped doing mm-hmm. stop and frisk. So you could prove that. Yeah. But how do you prove? Because it's not codified. It's not. It's, it's not all, codified. Yeah. yeah. It's not codified. So since it's not codified, since there's nothing written down, that's why it doesn't work. The same reason that you can't pass that. You know. What is that? The equal rights law for pay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing written down that says you have to pay women less money. It's just a social thing. Mm -hmm. So since there's nothing written down, you can't prove there's no law to fight. Mm -hmm. So all of this is like, well, how do we make sure? You can't. Other than pass a law that requires all employers to submit what their salaries are. But then who's going to look at that? Now you got to create a whole new fucking op- all of this shit is it's all since it's not tangible. It's hard as fuck to fix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all built it's in. It's so easy to deny when it's not tangible. And right. then it's then it's he said, she said. And then they're always going to believe the person in power. Of course. Mm-hmm. You're, tra- yeah. you're trained to believe the person in power. You are taught to believe that I and anyone that looks like me is a threat. And. The only way to stop that is to stop teaching cops that all black people are a threat. Stop teaching all of America and all of the world that black people are a threat. But how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Because everything around you proves that they're like. Because my brother said to my mother when he was six years old, he was like, looked at my mother. He said, what is the point? They're gonna. I'm a bad guy. They're telling me I'm a bad. He was six. Yeah. From watching TV, he walked up to my mom and he was like, how am I, what do I do? They're going to, they hate me. He was six and got it at six. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So being taught to speak to the police in a certain way, being taught to, because the weird thing as a black woman was always, all right, it's hard to be black, but cops aren't killing us. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that they were. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, shit. Yeah. Fuck. But then the hardest part with dealing with that whole situation is that more black men get killed. More men are incarcerated in this country, period. When you look at it like that, but the issue with being a black woman is that when you talk about the injustice that happens to you, black men always counter with they are in more danger than you are. Right. Yeah. So there's that whole thing. But the problem is, as a black woman, you are trained to protect black men to the detriment of yourself Hmm. so if your boyfriend or husband is abusive you don't want to call the cops because you don't oh that's interesting jail that's interesting so there's a guilt behind that right me i'm -hmm. calling the cops if the motherfucker gets loud like no i don't i feel nothing for that Mm -hmm. right but you don't want to be the one that's sending another black man to jail so there's Mm -hmm. a whole right there's a whole uh and I've been wanting to do a bit about this because because um, what because like, I think it's perpetuated since you're a child as a black woman and as and in the media mm-hmm. is that because black women are the least likely to date outside of their race and that is because you are told your entire life that 
No other group of men will want you. No other group of men will satisfy you. And you owe it to black men to always be there for them. Mm-hmm. The black men do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. They date outside their race all the time. So we're all sitting here waiting for this black dude who's not going to show the fuck up. Because the numbers in Atlanta is for every straight black man, there are 17 black women. Oh, Holy wow. shit. Damn. And you know what they do all the time? Fuck. Tell black men that statistic. Ugh, yeah. Great. So they know. Cool. They're just yeah. like, I got fucking it's anything. on the radio on the fucking time. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then the media, and then black media perpetuates this. Mm-hmm. So, because I've done shows and I've had black women come up to me like, you really? Really fucking white dudes? I'm like, the first guy I ever dated was from El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so, I mean, I'm like, girl, I don't. They everywhere. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. they everywhere. You're going to run into one every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, think in your day. Yeah. How many white men you see? Go fuck one. Like, yeah. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that not, all the time. It's not yeah. that. It's really not that different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to be careful because there's the ones that have. Because it has to be a genuine white, not a black girl fetish. Because mm. my friend Shalewa has a joke about uh, Shalewa Sharp. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She has a joke about guys having a, a bucket fuck it list. Mm. Oh, God. Oof. So there's like types of girls they want to fuck? Uh. I only like five people. Just <laughs> 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 <how I feel. laughs> <Just> in general. <laughs> But you gotta be. But you're saying the guys who you can tell that's like this is like a weird fetishy thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one. I, I. It's. It's disturbing. I think sometimes if you think of the types of things that you have as a woman, like if I have big boobs or you know red hair or whatever, are they just I'm like into that? yeah? Is this like just a thing that you are into because this is what you well, jerk off to? Yeah. If a white dude shows up, I gotta know if it's a black girl fetish. I gotta find out if it's a fat girl fetish. Hmm. With black dudes, I don't have to worry about that as much. One, their moms are black, so that fetish thing kind of goes out the water. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two, the way just how black... I never really worry about the fat girl fetish with black dudes as much as I worry about that with other kinds of dudes. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of black women are fat, so... Yeah, and... A fat fetish is like an interesting thing because you are like, what? Yeah, what is this that you're into? That's like a. I know there's guys who like want to like pay women to eat in front of them and stuff like that. It's like a whole other it's level. It's demoralizing because then they're treating you like an object. Like you're like a. You may as well be a pocket pussy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless it's a comma on that chick. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was going to pay to eat. In, eat. Dude takes you on a date. He's paying to watch you eat. Yeah. That's but true. I'm saying the guys who get a boner. <laughs> the guys who get a boner during it. Everybody's like fattening you up. Because yeah, there's that's a whole thing. That's a thing. That's that's a thing. No, I was sure. engaged to a guy like that. Really, I realized like, oh, he's going to because I was much smaller when we got together. Yeah, and I realized one, he was a beta male very early on in our relationship, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he's going to try to trap me with a kid so mm-hmm. I don't leave, or he's going to try to make me fat so I don't leave. Yeah. And uh, touche to him. I'm already fat, so ha <laughs> um, So once I realized that, plus my kids were going to be ugly if I had kids with that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the hell on. Dad, he was broke as fuck. I couldn't live that life. I was oh, 23. God. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, you've already filed for bankruptcy? Fuck out of here. No. Nah, son. That's so what like, I need to stop is fucking broke guys. That's what I'm trying to get over <laughs> <laughs> Listen, think about broke dudes. Broke dudes always have the best D. Never That's have right. a condom. Never That's have a right. condom. Oh, no. Never have a condom. Mm-hmm. Best D. Why? Because they're fucking from places to sleep. That <laughs> I have opened up my Airbnb to a few of the uh, <laughs> shelters on the line. Really. Shelt- it is. It's a dick shelter. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be RB. We're back in Lady to Lady and Babs. I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Fuck. That I'm was Randy. Yes. <laughs> do you want to do a joke? No, you don't. Have no. Remember <laughs> <it's fine. laughs> <laughs> Dulce Sloan? Follow me on Twitter. Find my fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Find our yeah. G- you can everything we say is on there. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> um, we're gonna play a game to get to know Dulce a little bit better. You guys know this game. It's very straightforward. Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? 
So yeah, interpret these how you will. Um, who does it best? What? Who does it best? Who does what best? Whatever, whatever, whatever it you, is to you. Whatever you want. Whatever what it to is. mean. <laughs> My mom. That's nice. a great answer. You close right. to your mom? What does she do best? <laughs> uh, let's see. What does Marianne Hill do best? Uh, be my mom. One. <laughs> uh, two. There's this. My favorite food growing up. She quit making it as I got older and I keep asking her about it. And now she keeps acting like she forgets how to make it. Mm-hmm. Which makes me just want to go. Which makes me yell. And it's called pelau. It's a Caribbean dish. Mother's, we're, mother's from Miami. We live there. But I grew up mostly in Atlanta. So she makes that the best because whenever my aunties make it, I don't really like it. <laughs> and um, she's fucking with my emotions because she act like she can't play, it, you know, make it because she don't eat bacon no more because she kosher. <laughs> oh, that's why she won't make it. <laughs> well, she says she don't remember, but it's not that. Oh, oh come, on. come on! If you've made something that many times, you remember. She's making it all the time. Yeah, she's like, I ain't made it in a long time. I'm like, all right, lady. <laughs> my mom kind of stopped cooking my favorite shit too, and then I had to start making it for her. I was like, remember, you moms get sick of cooking. Yeah, they do. They're my like, mom, I'm done. My mom's no, done. I started doing. Me and my brother started cooking Thanksgiving when I was in the fifth grade. Really? Fuck. So she'd come in and supervise and be like, "Yep." Yeah, <laughs> and then she goes sit down. No, I've been cooking since I was little. You mm. still do Thanksgiving? Um, we do. Well, we cater Thanksgiving now. Yeah, uh, at some point nice. you're like, all right, I don't want to yeah. do. Well, when you finally calculate how much, all, she's like, let's spend on this fucking what? It's so it much money, and it was a lot. She would cook for a lot of people, but it was only the three of us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one day she's like, "Why the fuck am I buying all yeah. this food? This is stupid." Mm-hmm. So. And also had to do with her losing like 70 pounds. And so she's like, I'm definitely not buying all this food anymore. Mm. So we would get it catered from somewhere. It would end up being so much cheaper. Yeah. It's the main thing. It it's, really is insane how much money it is. It like, is. Right. She's yeah. like, I can just open up stuff. And there's anything we doctor it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, let's fix this mac and cheese. Like, all right, let's fix this roast beef. And yeah. then we just eat that for a couple of days. Or we would go to like Golden Corral and just get to go boxes and then just take those home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Golden Corral. It's like you pay like two extra dollars, they let you do the. I guess yep. on Thanksgiving, they probably let people yeah. go for is it. Is Golden Corral the one that has the chocolate fountain? Yes. Right? Oh, yes. I love Hell a chocolate yeah. fountain. Well, that was like, what, 2003 when everyone had a chocolate fountain? Good year. <gasps> yeah. Were you guys in LA yet? Uh, no. No, not yet. We, we no. were all chocolate fountaining out here. <laughs> 2003, <laughs> I was still in college. <laughs> yeah. So same. was I, but I went to school here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What do you miss most about Atlanta? It can be like a top three. <laughs> it has to be hard to choose one thing. Uh, white people who've met black people. Before. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I really that's, miss that. That's for sure. Do you, what, really what do you mean? You, do you, you're saying people come up to you and are like, you're the first black person I met. Or just the way. That it, that's black. the way that it feels out here. Right. Really. And also uh, people acknowledging another human being. I love that about Atlanta. Yeah. Um, acknowledging the word excuse me pretty fucking oh great. some manners that's, yeah that's uh, huge manners so i miss manners mm-hmm. uh i miss yeah it's so funny because people whenever people talk about racism they always talk about the south and i'm like the south might have perfected it but mm-hmm. boston's doing pretty fucking great on yeah for own. real yeah um so yeah i just met miss white people who've met black people before uh that's what i'm really excited about that manners mm-hmm. um my cats oh you didn't oh, they're still home yeah, I got country-ass Georgia cats, so. Aww. Yeah, they, they got to stay there. They got to stay there because uh, Miracle's always out there killing shit. And uh, yeah. Esther's out there playing with flowers. Aww. So, Are they, they, hmm? they with your mom? or They're with my mom. Nice. Yeah, so Miracle kills stuff for the neighborhood cats because uh, <laughs> she's a hitman. And Queen Esther plays in flowers Aww. and uh, <laughs> sits in trees, attacks snakes. That's nice. Damn, a country cat. Yeah, the cats out here have to like hide mine so he won't get eaten by a coyote. Yeah, I think I saw a coyote in my neighborhood the other day, and I was like, ah! Also, mine yeah. are, they've always been indoor-outdoor. Like, when I first got them, when they were kittens, they were indoor. Mm-hmm. Right. But most of mine are rescues, and we found both of them outside. Yeah. So they want to be... They want to be out there. Yeah, they, they want to be, be free birds. But they're yeah. like 10 years old now. Mm. Uh, so they, uh, they got the best health care. Um, good. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, I miss my cats. When you come home, are they just like all about your shit? Yeah, well, when I came home last time, because Miracle's a crazy person, mm-hmm. and she slept with me in the bed every night, and Aww. then when I got home, she was acting real funny. Mm-hmm. And because she always wants to kiss you, she because like if she's purring, she's drooling. Oh. She drools when she purrs, and I was always holding her, and she wasn't really purring. And when she would purr, she wouldn't drool. And I was like, Mama, there's something wrong with my cat. <laughs> and when I left, she took her to the vet a couple of days later. She had like a virus or something. Oh. But because she kept hiding. And she would tell something was in off. My face. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with my cat? Mm-hmm. So since so she was hiding. But when I saw when she wasn't drooling, when she was purring, I'm just like, hey, man, y'all need to help my animal. So, mm. yeah, my old cat would drool too it's so cute it's like not like drippy it's not it's not like dog drool it's, it's dog, just it's like just a drip it's, it's like a like tear right it's like a tear yeah uh-huh. but she always does it directly over your face oh <laughs> got it <laughs> that show is the perfect way to just step no matter how i was laying no matter mm-hmm. what you come lay left to me she'd always step on my nipple oh my and god i know it hurts so, so much every time you're so good at that every yeah. time no matter what i did every time she catch me. <laughs> like laying on your stomach yeah like yeah like, how'd you get all right oh, man yeah, yeah there's not something about that it feels like so well, tender firm, yeah it fucking sucks every time my dog has just woken me up by just like coming over there and just like Time for a walk. And I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> See, I like that. Oh, my dog doesn't get my nipples, but I like being woken up by my dogs. I like it when he like licks my face. Yeah. He's definitely I don't mind nipples nipple a couple of times. licks my face in the morning. We had I a like dog. That. We had a, uh, sorry, we never had a dog. We had a cat that would, if he wanted, Mustafa, if he wanted you to wake up, uh-huh. he would lick your eyelids. Oh, really? He'd basically just pull your eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's smart. Yeah, you're a like, smart ass cat. He's like, yeah. Aww. Oh, his mother was smart as shit. She could open doors. Because <laughs> uh, was, Mustafa was born in our house. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like those little, like the, like the little blood pack things that come at the bottom of packs of chicken. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to soak up the blood. Mm-hmm. So my mother would cook. And then the cats would always, like, rip the bag open to try to get at that. Yeah. So what she did is she hung it at the very top of the door. So my mu- so at Two-Face, it was our cat, got uh-huh. her kitten to do uh, Cece. And she got Cece to jump off the kitchen table, off the chair, onto the counter, up onto the door. Whoa. And then she ripped the bag open. Damn. That's a smart time. We walked in the cat. I went, I went, I went, I went <laughs> in the kitchen. She was just like the fuck is going on here it's just a cat olympic <laughs> my mother's like i would get mad but the shit was amazing yeah like how can that's yeah. so ingenious that's what's great about cats is yeah like, you can't really get mad no matter how shitty they are because that's the shittier they are the more cat like they're being yeah sometimes a pet <laughs> is like so smart that they're impressive and you're right. like i don't want to like know that i approve of this but like <laughs> but all right it feels good to have a smart pet right, right. my like, sister had a yeah. cat once that i'm not even fucking kidding you guys it launched it dug its nails into a seagull and flew that fucking seagull what? moonlight (laughs) yeah that's awesome miracle snatched the blue jay out the sky really (laughs) that's insane where they jump and she like the bird like she know she was doing a little yeah yeah. oh yeah that creepy right little thing they make and so she was sitting in the bushes and the bird goes to fly away and the miracle just pounces Mm -hmm. and and i just she catches the wing of the bird in her yeah. mouth and i was like miracle put that back and so she looks at me and goes nope and then she runs in the garage <laughs> and we never found the bird oh wow yeah. and there's a bunch of shit in our garage so we didn't smell yeah. i was like mom was like mom with a bird she's like i didn't smell nothing so yeah <laughs> but the neighborhood cats probably came and got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's probably a little treat for it got all taken of them. care of i'm sure yeah yeah Mir- through the cat stuff. network like miracle serving up appetizers tonight yeah. everybody yeah. can get it house. i'm having a dinner party <laughs> <laughs> squirrel on the porch i came home one day and i was like there's a squirrel sleeping on the porch that's squirrely <laughs> man squirrels yeah. are vicious too that's yeah. Yeah. squirrel screamed at my mom one time <laughs> jumped on our back door and screamed um <laughs> But there was one time they had gotten fleas, and there was like this strain of fleas one year mm-hmm. where nothing was killing them. Mm. So we went to the vet. Ew, we were that's like, awful. What the fuck? And she yeah. was just like, front line. She's like, nothing works. Oh. We don't know. So I had to get, start giving them the pill, which I didn't yeah, yeah. want to do. I yeah. didn't want them to, I don't know, ingest pesticides. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so my mother says to them one day, she's like, you know why you got fleas? All the squirrels. You got fleas from squirrels. And then oh. the next day, they started killing fucking squirrels. <laughs> 
And my mother was like, would you stop killing all these? Because they killed like three or four of them. My mother's like, will you stop killing all these squirrels, please? Put them on my porch. I don't appreciate this. Quit killing all the squirrels. I'm going to run out of squirrels. Mm-hmm. The next day, or a couple days later, one of them killed a chipmunk. <laughs> I didn't know they used the same words we used. So, Smart cats. And then my mother said to Queen Esther, she's like, Miracle out here killing all this stuff. You ain't pulling your weight. You need to start killing some stuff, too. A couple days later, Esther is in the front yard yelling. She was a dead chipmunk in front of her. And she's going, meow, meow, meow. And we come outside. And my mother's like, all right, I see you. I see you. I feel something. I see you. I want to be the chosen child. Right. And she just was like, meow. And then she just walked away. My mother's like, I get it. I see that you killed it. She stood there in the front yard yelling until we came outside. I was like, mama, Esther wants you to see something. She wants to, she's calling you. We go outside. She sees that we killed something. She's fucking gone. Are these like big fluffy cats? American short hairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just really thick coats. Yeah, they're crazy. They're fun. <laughs> they're silly. All right, we're going to go see if we got any squirrels in our backyard. We'll be back. I'm Lady to Lady. Hello. Oh, I'm Barbara. <laughs> Ready? Yes. <laughs> We're with Dulce. Hello. Hello. Yeah. And uh, we have people write in and ask us for advice for some reason. So we're going to give them some. If you want to help us give advice to someone. Advice? All right. Why not? Let's do it. Time fan and want to express my love and gratitude. You're welcome. Wow. Now my lady problem. This is a work one and a lady to other lady one. Female relationships are hard. We're not all Charo and Tess. Aww. Very true. <laughs> I love my godmother Charo. <laughs> Here goes. I work at a job that I find really cool. I'm an assistant age 30 to a senior leader age 50 at an organization. In my role, I am tasked with the regular assistant type activities that you would expect but also special strategic projects. The projects are something I really enjoy. They challenge me and make me feel like what I'm doing actually means something. The problem is that my level of involvement in project work is entirely up to my boss. A little backstory on her. She's a cool woman who I genuinely like and respect. She's an introvert who is intensely smart and artistic, but also very intimidating. She's tough, but has a light side. I've been out with her a few times socially and had so much fun. I really want to learn from her. The problem is she treats me very hot and cold. In the past, she's tasked me with challenges that I love taking on. Now she's distancing herself and limiting me to very basic work. She's not communicating, so I don't know why things have changed. I'm a few months overdue for my performance review, and she's completely disinterested in completing it. I haven't done anything performance-wise to make me think there'd be anything wrong. It might be time to move on from the job, but I see so much potential for experience down the road. Should I address it or just move on? If this is my friend, I'd be up front, but as my boss, I don't feel entitled to speak up. Any advice? Mm. Mm. This is hard as people who do not work regular jobs and are our, our own bosses much yeah. of the time. Yeah, exactly. No, I work. I didn't become a full-time stand-up till November of 2015. Mm. Well, I mean, I still have a day job, but I do it from freelance. So, you yeah. Know. Did you work in like an office setting? Yeah, I only worked in offices. I speak Spanish, so I always had to work in an office. Right. right. Oh, gotcha. Um, fifty-year-old, what? Get a new job. <laughs> yeah. Get a new job. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess she has nothing to lose if she asks her about it because it's like then she can get a new job if she feels like it doesn't work out. Yeah, this is yeah. what you do. Because my mama put me on this uh, this scam. What you do is you find another job that you want to work, right? Mm-hmm. Take a day off, maybe two, at the job you have now, and then work the new job. Mm-hmm. If you like the new job, then just quit the old job. If you don't like the new job, then you can stay at the old job, and they don't know you started a new job. That is a good hack. My mom yeah. taught me that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I've done a lot of show up for the first day while still having my foot in another. It's like, an audition. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But also, mm. uh, does she have to have a performance review? Right. That's the thing. Is she going to have to use her as a reference or whatever, too? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she's pressed about... I want to know why she's pressed about the performance review. 
I think just because she hasn't been getting any feedback, so that's probably why she's like, what the fuck's happening? And she's probably worried if she wants... Yeah. She probably does want to use this woman as a reference. Like, I don't know what field you're in, but, I mean, she probably is worried about the performance review because she well, wants she to know Well, she said organization. And organization makes me think nonprofit. Because any okay. regular human just would have said a company. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if you work in a nonprofit, that's a very small scene. Mm-hmm. So, the question is, is she the boss boss? Because if she's not the boss boss... You can be like, hey, I'm just wondering when I'm going to get my performance review. Yeah. I am. I'm so over being afraid of jobs. Yeah. We spend most of our lives afraid that we're going to lose a fucking job. If you want to know what's going on, fuck it. Yeah. If you're good at what you do, you're going to get another job. Yeah. If you're not fucking up, you're going to get another job. If you need that performance review, get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to tip town around that lady. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's like if you care about this job and you really enjoy it and you feel fulfilled with it, maybe it is worth being like, hey, I want to do more. I used, I feel like I used to do more. Has something changed? Don't even bring that up. Yeah. Don't even bring that up. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to cause opening a, a emotional response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, I really liked having more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I can do to get more of that? Yeah. Take all the emotion out of everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring up and don't give her a chance to say like you did do this shitty because mm-hmm. I do think that br- that opens it yeah. up to be like. Don't ever come in like I mean it is you know it's kind of like art of war shit like especially if it's someone who is your superior you have to go in it still understanding your own value like you can't right. ever just give them your hand right off yeah. the bat like right. No, who cares that she's your boss? You know your worth. Mm-hmm. You're good at your job, so come in there. Because her being hot and cold could be that you did very well, mm-hmm. and people understand that you did well, and that could be the issue. Yeah, yeah. So don't bring up just saying I really enjoy working here. I'd like to have some more responsibility, mm-hmm. and then she's going to mention money, and you're going to go. I didn't say anything about money. Yeah, I want more experience. I like this field. I want to continue to be in it. How do I get more work? How do I get more responsibility? And I think sometimes coming to Mm -hmm. it with shit you've already done, like, hey, I just came up with these few ideas. You know, I kind of thought about this problem. Here's a few possible solutions. Like, keep your ear to the ground. Like, figure out, okay, what's what's something that's an issue? What's something you can solve? Then go to her because you can't deny. Yeah. And that's the thing way I feel about, like, being a stand-up. Is like people, you know, talk about being a woman and stand-up and this, that, and the third. I said, if you're Mm -hmm. good, they can't deny you. Mm -hmm. So... Come up with, hey, you know, I see that there are these things going on. I have these ideas. Yeah. Can my ideas be applied in X, X, and X situation? Because if you come with nothing, nobody can deny you when there's something in your hand. Yeah. So come with something in your hand. Don't bring up her being hot. Take all of the emotion out mm-hmm. of the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and that also might not have anything to do with you it or the job. Yeah. Listen, yeah. it could be her personal life. She you might know, hate know. that job now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you. And yeah. I think that's the mistake that people make is that they think when somebody, the way that people interact with them is about them. A lot of times, ain't nobody thinking about you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My uncle always says, when it's personal, you'll know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and it could be, I don't know what exactly your situation, but maybe she has a superior that's putting her in some bullshit and mm-hmm. that pressure is trickling down to you. Right. Almost. It's almost never actually about you. Right. There's, there's that scene in Mad Men that I love in the elevator with uh, John Hamm and whatever that one guy's name is. When the guy goes like, I feel sorry for you. And John Hamm looks at him and he goes like, I never think about you. and i always think of that because it's like yeah they don't give a fuck well that's why i kind of don't like when people talk about the haters thing it's like that's why i never really think about that because you Mm -hmm. know ru there's a quote from rupaul and it says what someone else thinks of me is none of my business yeah yes yeah and that's how i kind of apply with like you know quote unquote haters or whatever yeah give a fuck what you think because mm-hmm. that lady who said that messed up shit to me also said uh, you were ignorant cow but thanks for watching mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah you still watch it you still, you give still me watch the fucking show yeah. <laughs> you, you still know watch- my name though you still you came looking for me bitch mm-hmm. I don't know you yeah mm-hmm. and I never will never I don't give two you. fucks about you right yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah come to the lady with something in your hand say you want to contribute mm-hmm. probably has nothing to do with you and if she's still hot and cold about the shit go above her head Right. Yeah, I've had to go over people's heads before and go, hey, you know, I really want to contribute more. And I know that my 
and they're going to ask you if you talk to your supervisor. Well, I know she's really busy or whatever the fuck you can come up with to say to this dude. Yeah. Um, but just say, I want to contribute more to the company. Mm-hmm. Here's what I got. Yeah. And you can't go wrong there because no. it's like... Yeah. But that takes confidence, too. And it's like, you might have that voice of like, uh, is this really my place? Should I? And it's like, yeah, it is your place. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You're good at what you're doing. Push through that. Just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It'll make you better. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a good one. Uh, dear lovely ladies, I have a problem. I've never had sex. And for much of my life, that didn't bother me so much. But I'm going to turn 25 next January, and I've been feeling increasingly anxious about how old and how inexperienced I am. Not only am I a virgin, but I've never had a real kiss. As the years have passed, I've grown increasingly ashamed. I used to tell people that I was a virgin, and now I'm just mortified and lie instead. I'm beginning to feel like it's somehow too late, that I'll be trapped in this sexless existence forever. To compound all these unpleasant feelings, I'm incredibly self-conscious about my body. I'm 5'6 and weigh 240, and I've been trying to lose weight to feel more comfortable with my body, but I haven't had much progress yet. I feel like my body is repulsive, and it's hard to imagine that anyone would want to have sex with me. Hmm. I was rejected by a lot of guys when I was younger because of my weight, and I felt unworthy of love or attention because of it. I also have some social anxiety that makes it really hard for me to initiate social interactions. A guy I know, a former coworker, asked me to hang out, and while we were watching a movie, I was so anxious about whether or not something was going to happen, I could hardly pay attention. Spoiler, nothing happened. He's older, 32, and the idea of telling him I'm a virgin paralyzed me. It seemed shameful to admit it to some to someone older somehow. He's also a lot smaller than me, around 5'3", and the size difference between our bodies really bothers me because of my own insecurities and fear of being someone else's fetish. I always assumed I'd meet someone and it happened naturally, that hopefully there would be some fond feelings instead of the pure terror I feel at the thought of hooking up with a stranger at a bar, which now seems like my only option. While having a friend over for a weekend, after I told her all about my insecurities, she mentioned she was glad that she'd had her sexual experiences in her 20s. Oh, great. Um, Thanks. Thanks. That's helpful. That at least she knew she (laughs) was... That bitch is not your friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to that hoe right now. (laughs) That bitch is not... (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm asking you guys. (laughs) I guess... Uh, should I just try to ignore this feeling? Is my 25-year-old deadline ridiculous? How do I meet people and get over my body insecurities? Do you guys ever feel weird about a size difference in a relationship? I've talked to friends about this, but only a few, and it's hard to be completely honest about how I feel about this anyway. I don't expect you guys to answer all of this, but if you're really at a loss and have any outside advice would be really helpful. Okay, girl, I got you. One, I'm 5'4 and weigh about 270. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have really big boobs and a really big butt and really big legs. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proportionate for my size. And I had a doctor tell me that because he was saying at my height and weight, I should be shaped like a ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he also doctor. told me you're the healthiest overweight, per- obese person I I've ever be seen. Like to a which ball. I said, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I completely understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. I would have guys that in high school and middle school that liked me but wouldn't want anybody else to know about it. Mm. Yeah. That's so fucked up. That happens so much. Right. And I had a friend of mine (laughs) a friend of mine said and we had hooked up like once or twice and he said that he would have done that to me if we were in high school together. Jesus. To which I said Okay. You're bite your fucking dick off now. Yeah. But I've also seen a dick. That's why I laughed because it wasn't big. <laughs> <laughs> so you can front all you want to basketball team. You ain't packing heat. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, no, there's a guy that I uh, I have the same thing. I felt the same way. I am always like, okay, recently. I hooked up with a guy who is a dancer for Britney Spears. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Britney Spears' Vegas show. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And Did I, you get any Britney dirt? Uh, no, he shouldn't talk ever. <laughs> 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 well, I, you should, I should realize that a dancer. Yeah, <laughs> Some of them can speak. Uh, this one was not good at it. And, but I'd all, and the thing is, I, I don't know how I did it. Mm. Because we met at a party. Mm-hmm. We took a picture together. He asked me for my Instagram. He DM'd me the picture. And his face was kind of cut out of it. So I was like, hey, you know, your face is kind of cut out of this picture. Ha, ha, ha. He's like, don't worry. The important people are in it. Da, 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 da. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Smiley face. And I was talking to my friends. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? This is the sliding in the DMs that I've heard yeah. so much about. Oh. This fucker is fine as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I pulled it off. The only way I pulled it off is because I did not care. 
Yeah. And I had to, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to change my mindset on shit. As in, I'm trying to catch me a husband. So. (laughs) (laughs) You got to not care. Right. I got to, I'm trying not to hook up with dudes. And I'm talking about this on stage now because the thing that caught me the most off guard is since I've tried not to hook up with dudes and every dude I meet, I act like he's not interested in me. Mm. Dicks have been falling out of the fucking sky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dudes I never thought would be interested in me because of how I look Mm -hmm. have been interested in me. And I've taught and I've had guys say to me. And I've had more than one guy say this to me, and it's usually a white dude. That uh, I'm not usually attracted to girls that look like you. And I was like, are you talking about black girls or fat girls? And he was like, <laughs> fat. I'm like, cool. And, and I was like, but what is it? There's like, there's just something about you that I am attracted to. And I think the reason you haven't, you know, the reason you are still a virgin is because you are not confident with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't have a deadline. No. Yeah, fuck no. the deadline. Fuck that. That's, yeah, nobody no keeps yeah, there's no, Nobody there's, gives a shit. There's plenty of people. Mm-hmm. Listen, there are plenty of humans walking around, male, female, or other. You lost your virginity to someone you didn't want to lose your virginity to. Yeah, yeah that happens all the time. People do it too For soon sure. to some fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do it because you feel like you should, mm-hmm. or you, you know, because I got my first kiss and lost my virginity to the same dude. It's my neighbor. Yeah. And he knew he gave me my first kiss. When I found he found I lost my virginity to him, he freaked the fuck out. <laughs> he was like, nah, I can't be both of them people. I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> sorry. He's like, sorry. He's like, nah, man, it can't be that important. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like, oh, you're always going to remember me. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Kind sure. of. If someone ever asks me who I lost their virginity to, that's, said, that's almost never. That never I, said, yeah. I said, you think I'm yeah. going to sit up and say... Well, girl, let me tell you. No. <laughs> Here's my scrapbook. Right. I'm not even going to say your name. There's no. nothing you remember less than your first dick. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah. my first dick was very big. So, yeah. oh, so you remember. I remember because he came to my house one day and told me to pull out a ruler. Let's just say <laughs> just nine flaccid. Whoa. Whoa. What? Girl. Oh, Whoa. my God. That sounds hurt, painful. You know, muscle stretch, bones break. (laughs) No, you have to. Also, you don't have to tell people you're a virgin. She said she's a virgin. Don't tell people. Do not tell anybody. Yeah, that's for you. Like, that doesn't. Especially a man. It's not their fucking business. He doesn't matter. None of their business. None, because it's either going to make a dude creepy. Yeah. Or it's going to freak him the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You owe him nothing in that time. Don't tell him shit. No, don't tell him a fucking thing. Nobody has to tell anybody how many they've slept with before. I mean, any person how many people they've slept with before. Yeah. If it's. It's important to tell somebody who you care about who is not somebody who's going to take that as a prize right right right. Mm -hmm. there are men that see that as a prize Mm -hmm. because that's the way that has been presented to them that doing that is a prize there are other men that freaks them the fuck out yeah because they know you're gonna remember them Mm -hmm. don't tell girl you tell no fucking body that you a virgin if people ask what you like just go you know i don't really talk about stuff yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, I mean, we're all. I mean, we probably talk about sex in public more often than most people because we're comics. But I think right. in most polite society, who you fucked and how you fucked doesn't come up like that often. How many offices have you worked in? How many what, <laughs> offices have you worked in? Not a ton. You always talking about fucking in offices. People are bored. Break room, girl. Yeah. We got nothing else yeah. to fucking talk about. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of women sitting in there fucking bored, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, girl, look at this dude. Girl, uh, his dick was weird. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, what about her, like, anxiety and as far as, like, getting out there dating, stuff like that? All you know? of this is attached to how she feels about mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the only thing I can tell you to do is, and this is going to sound fucked up, and I don't want it to. One, look up when I did Conan. Mm-hmm. I came out on stage in a leopard print bra and a lace shirt. Mm -hmm. 
it took a long time for me because for a long time I do that, but I would wear a camisole or something so you couldn't see my back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had no problem with you seeing my bra. I didn't want anyone to see my back because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm built like a beehive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. thank you, Stephanie. You gave me that joke. But <laughs> it took a while for me to be able to not wear something over that. Mm-hmm. I still don't walk around in that shirt like that. But it is like that set's so amazing. And you just, yeah, you come out and own it. And it's right. The material about it's so good. Thank you. Because then it was just a riff. I was just on stage one day mm-hmm. and I just had that shirt on and the crowd kind of like stopped and was like, what? And I was like, oh, this is a cra- OK, yeah. this is odd. All right. Let me address it. That's <laughs> how I got the bit. But and it's taking a am I always happy about the way that I look? No. Am I always confident in how I look? No. Because I have been overweight my entire life. I still think there weren't, aren't men who will speak to me because of how I look. Because I know there are men that won't speak to me because of how I look. Mm-hmm. But I can't prejudge those men. Yeah. Because you never know who's going to be attracted to you. So the only thing I can do is go, I don't know who's going to be attracted to me. I can't discount anybody who is. Mm -hmm. And I also can't predict who's going to be. Mm -hmm. You're already out of the middle school bullshit. You're already right of the high school bullshit. Mm -hmm. That cuts down a lot of the shit you're going to have to deal with. She's 25. Is she in college? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Doesn't say Probably out of college. Probably out of college. So you've de- college. so ninety percent of the shit you were gonna have to deal with about your body mm-hmm. was in school. You're already the fuck out of school. There are so many men that think you are beautiful, mm-hmm. but they can't talk to you because you don't believe. Right. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even it's if they all, approached you, you wouldn't believe it. It's like catch twenty two. Is like you've got to have it to get it. But You're a right. lot of people feel that they need that validation to get the confidence, and you've got right. to find that switch to like get the confidence in yourself first. And like it's crazy what you can trick people into with confidence. Well, and it's that's crazy. yeah. Like I said, I've bagged a lot of motherfuckers based off of confidence, <laughs> but um. Because the thing that also sounds is as crazy as that because even though there were guys that were attracted to me that didn't want anybody else to know, there were still guys that were attracted to me. So I just used that and was like, all right, he's an asshole and wants to make me a secret, mm-hmm. but he's still attracted to me. Yeah. And he's on the football team or the basketball team or whatever. So I just took, held on to that part. I know what the truth is. You're still yeah. an asshole. Yeah. But the truth is. And that's still, his failing. That's too. his failing. Mm-hmm. But you're still attracted to me. And so I had to get out of the mindset. And I've been trying to get out of this mindset. I'm 33 years old. I'm about to be 34 in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm still in that mindset of I can't believe this dude's attracted to me. Mm-hmm. How would a guy that looks like this be attracted to me? Because I have huge titties and a big ass. <laughs> that's how this man is attracted to me. Yep. And also weight is like, uh, it's so fucked up because I, you know, I was weighed more and I like always got in my head about it and then I lost weight and I was still in my head about it. I so lost I, a bunch of weight and was It doesn't change up. it. I went from my senior year of college, I weighed 240 something. And I also let you know how different bodies are because at 240, I wore an 18. Mm-hmm. My mom at 235 wore a 26. She's an inch shorter than me. Wow. Yeah. 24, 26. I was at 16, 18. Mm-hmm. At the same weight, we're an inch in height difference. Yeah. But our bodies are set up completely different. And so I went from like 245 to 190 and was so much more self-conscious. Yeah. At 190 mm-hmm. because there were a completely, because dudes that would have never spoken to me at 240 mm-hmm. started approaching me at 190 and i'm like i don't know what to do with yeah this. you're like fuck yeah. and then you don't and you're also like fuck you why wouldn't you like yeah. Yeah. You're, you're you like know you see what i'm saying yeah like, no, you wouldn't you have talked to me before so fuck you yeah so that was the weird thing about it because i'm like if i gain any weight yeah i'm fucked because my ex i met him i was 207 when I moved here, I was about 265, 270. But I went back and forth with him for so many years 
that one day, I think it was like, because I met him in 2007, it's around like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you acting like this to me because I gained all this weight? And he was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That's the problem with putting the value on the weight. It's right. like that will right. fluctuate yeah. and it that will, will yeah. change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you acting like an asshole to me? No, this was like 2011, before he left. Uh, 2011-2012. And I'm like, is it because I gained all this weight? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, since we've met, I've gained 40 pounds. He's like, no, you didn't. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't see I gained 40 pounds? He said, I honestly <coughs> don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think and I he have... Li- and, he lit- and he just looked at me like I was a fucking crazy person. That's yeah. the other thing is people don't actually notice your weight fluctuations. I mean, minor ones, like... People will tell me all the time, like, oh, yeah, what are you talking about? I just gained 20 pounds. I'm like, seriously? I'm not even trying they to tell you. Like, notice. Right now, you like, notice on yourself. You notice right. on yourself, but most people yeah. seriously right. do mm-hmm. not notice. Because we, we have to wrap up because okay. we've been yeah. running long. Um, any last, yeah, let's last. One, one piece of advice I want to give her if you don't masturbate, I think you should make sure you get to know yourself. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. yeah I hope well, she's just yeah. because, like, I feel like I. I, I could see if you were a virgin and you weren't doing that. Yeah, sometimes you get, like, scared. And I don't yeah. want you to think that, like, having an orgasm with a guy is this thing that you're also building up on top of everything else you're building up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know that, by the way, if you start having sex, like, you probably won't come for a while. So just know that that's normal. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, want to throw that out there. Uh, that's not... <laughs> that was normal for me, at least. I think it for to get comfortable in your own body with somebody else takes a minute, you know. Yeah. I'm more... I'm, I've been more comfortable recently. I mean... I I personally don't like to masturbate. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but I think every every woman is different because no one teaches yeah. you that there's different types of orgasms that get stimulated different ways. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I mean I agree with what yeah. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be for her. I just want like, if if it feels empowering to you and mm-hmm. like helps you get your out of that part well, of your headspace, mm-hmm. and it's easy to build it up into. It's like no fireworks yeah. are gonna go off. Nobody's coming out with a prize the first time you fuck someone. No yeah. one's giving you a bouquet and a tiara. It's just yeah. an orgasm. Like I think realizing what it, I mean, it feels yeah. really good. Yeah, it feels depends really on good. the dude. Depends yeah. on the yeah. dude because sometimes. Them motherfuckers are awful. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, I will pay your rent. I will pay your rent. Can I pay your rent? I'll pay yeah. your rent. Mm-hmm. And I've met a dude. I'm like, how much is your power bill? How much is how much your cell phone? I'll pay the shit. And other people are like, get out of my house. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my house. How yeah. are you here? Why did I let this happen? Oh, yeah, because the hot dancer. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> And, and that's, that's how it works out sometimes. Yeah, listen, alcohol is a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we solve that. Well, who knows? Whatever. No, I think that's helpful. Um, good luck. Yeah, good I luck. That, we love th- you. Thanks for listening. I think the one thing she should do is look up Tess Holiday. Mm-hmm. Look up Tess Holiday. Oh, yeah. She's look, the model, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look up her People magazine article. And see what she went through. Because I've always hated plus size models. Ashley Graham's gorgeous. Ashley Graham mm-hmm. don't mean shit to me. Yeah. Because she's just a skinny chick. She's a, to me, she's a skinny girl. She got, who got like a little stretch. bit of padding. Right. Yeah. She's a skinny girl who got stretched sideways. Mm-hmm. She has done a lot for the industry. She has done a lot for plus size women. Mm-hmm. But her stomach's fucking flat. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's helpful to those women. But she's close to six feet tall. Yeah. Her stomach's yeah. fucking flat. She wears a 16. Mm-hmm. Tess Holiday is an inch shorter than me. She wears a 24. Yeah. That's more of a... Right. That's yeah. a fat girl. Mm-hmm. Ashley Graham's plus size. Yeah. Tess Holiday is a fat girl. So if you want to see a confident fat girl, if you want to see the story of someone who had to overcome their own body and now is a model, for, is one of the most highest paid and highest sought after fucking models, yep. and this bitch is legit fat, mm-hmm. look up Tess Holiday. And read what her story is because she wasn't always that confident. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watch Drag Race. Because yes. that really teaches you that confidence comes from inside. I mean, like. <laughs> that's valid. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, you're like, they are fucking beautiful. Every single uh-huh. one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always makes. That, 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 that empowers the fuck. Yeah. Out of me. Except Jasmine Masters. That bitch is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs>
Thank you for doing the show, yeah. Dulce. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Me. Where do you, people find you on the internet? Uh, DulceSloan.com, D-U-L-C-E-S-L-O-A-N. And that's at on the Instagrams and the uh, the Twitters, which I'm still trying to figure out how to fucking use. <laughs> Snapchat, which I'm too old. Oh, God. To use. I'm, yeah, I give up. You literally yeah. have to be 10 years old to use fucking Snapchat. Yeah, dude. No, um, yeah. And then I have a fan page on the Book of Faces and then my website. So. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.